You're with Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Saving you water today for tomorrow. Next 94.5. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. How's your shower going? Uh, getting there. But uh, thank God for flannels. <laughs> thank God for flannels. Oh, Jeff Flannel, who invented <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm in a Twitter war over oh. something really important, mm. I think. Well, I think so. Trump. Life-changing. Yeezy. Um, chocolate. Ah, <laughs> um, we crossed to Gavin Gray, our UK correspondent, <laughs> to find out, is that Gavin or is that <laughs> Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> or is that Chad Kroger <laughs> from Nickelback? Harry and Meghan. <laughs> um, Harry and Meghan documentary yeah. dropped overnight. He uh, told us how the UK and the royal family have woken up and responded to it. Yeah, they're very very di- I'm not angry, with Harry. I'm disappointed. Mm, yeah. um, Matt wrote a very funny song to wrap up the week. Yes. There was that. Bonk band. Bonk band. No one ever says the word bonk anymore. Bonk band. You know, not often I like the headlines in the paper, but Barley Bonk Band did in an alliteration way. It's a good one. pleased me. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, a shaky house update from me. Nice. Much needed. It's it's been a journey. It's been a saga, mate. Hollywood have asked you for the rights to the script, haven't they? (laughs) They certainly have. Uh, All right, here you go. Have a podcast. Pete, Matt and Kimber. The Netflix doco has finally hit our screens. Harry and Meghan, of course. Meghan and I met over Instagram. I was scrolling through my feed and uh, someone who was a friend had this video of the two of them, like a Snapchat. That was the first thing I was like, who is that? This is ridiculous. I asked if I could see his feed. So that's the thing, when people say, did you Google him? No, but I, that's your homework. You're like, hmm, look, let me see what they're about in their feed. Not what someone else says about them, but mm. what they are putting out about themselves. Of course, uh, nobody else we could possibly cross to about this other than the one, the only, our UK royal correspondent, Gavin Gray. Uh, good morning to you, Gavin. How are the UK waking up to the Harry and Meghan documentary? Morning, guys. They're absolutely hating it. The television reviewers, the people leaving their feedback on all the online newspaper articles, uh, and, of course, we wait to see the factual content behind it, which is being checked by journalists up and down the land. So let's start with some of the TV reviews. Well, they're describing it as a snore fest. Uh, Piers Morgan is saying that, you know, has Harry been manipulated by this woman into thinking he's given up everything that he ever wanted sort of thing? Uh, and also, you know, people just saying right at the very start, there is a slide saying we asked the royal family for their reaction and we didn't get any reply. And the royal family are saying, you never asked us. Gavin, I'm sort of surprised people think it's a snooze fest. I mean, what were they expecting? It's literally sitting down to watch someone else's family videos. I've tried to avoid <laughs> doing that on every person who's ever been on vacation. Why does anybody care? Yeah, it's a, and also the structure of the six. I think, dare I say it, to pad it out a bit, Episode one is about Harry's childhood. Episode two was Meghan's mm. childhood. Episode three was talking about Britain's role in slavery mm. uh, and linking that to the royal family. You know, perhaps maybe four, five, and six will be better. Perhaps there'll be more in it. I dare say that's going to be a lot more about Prince Charles, King Charles, rather. That's going to be very interesting. And uh, the royals have said not to be going to watch this, uh, but they are getting their staff and assistants to look at it. And I think if there's anything factually wrong, they're in a mood to challenge it. 
Gee, it'd be nice to have staff to do that sort of thing. Jeeves, breathe <laughs> for me, well, will we, you? We do. Uh, okay. I'm a producer. Gavin, I mean, let's let's try and, you know, uh, walk a mile in another person's shoes. What what do you think that Harry and Meghan hope to get from this? Do you think that they, they will feel that once this is out, that everything's said and they can move on? Is, is what, what do they want, do you think? Well, if I'm being ultra critical and taking the very negative side... Money. I mean, they're getting paid an absolute fortune for these six uh, episodes. Uh, you know, uh, various quotes, but looking at roughly 180 million mm. pounds. Mm. I mean, it's a staggering sum of money. Uh, what they do, though, come out of it with is obviously they are deeply in love with one another. That is very clear. Mm. But again, Meghan really does most of the talking. Harry's left in a sort of very unstructured way talking about bits and pieces here and there. Mm. Uh, Gavin, what do you feel we'll see over the next three episodes, and what do you hope we'll see over the next three episodes? Well, I'm not sure uh, that uh, there's much hope ending. I think we're going to see a major attack on King Charles. I think Camilla could come in for a battering as well. Uh, I think we'll hear more about Kate. Uh, already, uh, Megan said that when she first met Kate, she said, I'm a hugger. I always hug people, so I hug Kate, and she looked absolutely... You know, stunned, crestfallen. I hadn't realized she didn't like that sort of thing. So I think we'll see a few more attacks there as well. Uh, I don't think we're going to hear anything from the royals unless there is some legal matter or some factual content that they want cleared up. Mm. Gavin Gray, our UK royal correspondent, thank you very much. And, uh, mate, when um, when the other three drop, we'll, we'll check in with you and just catch up on what you thought about the whole series. Yeah, sure. Great, guys. There are so many stories that we have each week, big stories, important stories, but this sent shockwaves through uh, the uh, people of Western Australia who love going to Indonesia, love holidaying in Indonesia, mm. and then found out that the Indonesian government was looking to ban intimate relationships out of marriage. Yeah, and boy, it did seem oh boy. Like quite an extreme. Oh, I have to get married now. Yeah, I have to get married to go to sake. Bali. Jeez, it's a lot to do. It's the end of the naughty weekend in Indo, I think. Hey, Cheryl, it's Nate. Reckon you can get away for a cheeky uh, weekend in Bali? <laughs> Hotel's paid for, so are the flights. All right, I'll see you at the airport. And uh, hey, don't tell no one nothing. I got arrested in Kuta. Touched down there at Dempasar, it's not very far. I drank a bintang or two. Looked straight into Cheryl's eyes and I heard a sigh. I called the waiter, paid the bill. Cheryl smiled, she knew the drill. She went up to our hotel room, pulled back the clean white sheets. Got in and things got hot Then on the door we heard a knock The cops they asked to see our rings And that really stuffed up things no, I didn't do nothing mate God In the police cells in Kuta The cops helped me understand Bali's bonking ban Turns out because we're not married 
hanging out without sarongs Well it's just plain wrong I told him I don't like that trend Like a cold plate of Nazi Gorang Surely this might be the end of our naughty times in Kuta I know we could fix this thing by getting married and having rings But Cheryl's got a boyfriend Actually I think they are married Got in and things got hot Then on the door we heard a knock The cops they asked to see our rings And that really stuffed up things Sorry, I'm just having a bit of a... I'm just getting my head back in the game slowly You've had a busy day <laughs> I've had already a, I've had a busy day already I've had a busy... Six months. Oh, no, I'm not the only one. There's no, plenty no. of people out there going through a lot worse than what we're going through. But sure. I haven't done a house update for a little while. Mm. And I've had a, a fair few people ask me, how's the house hunting going? And so I thought I'd just give you a little house update this morning. Good. Well, the latest house update is... We got one! Right. 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 Yeah. You got right. a house. Okay. So. Yeah. <laughs> we it took a... six months. Oh, and it's meant to be all cheers and roses. And as we got a house, we got a roof over our heads. So just let me take you through the saga that has been me up until this point standing here before you this morning. Right now, after months of searching, I'm going to give you the bullet point rundown. This all started six months ago as as a joke about selling the house in June. We'll sell, move in with mum and dad. <laughs> We all had a big laugh, yada, yada, yada. Sold the house in July. Okay? We'll rent for a while. Couldn't find anything to rent. Stuff it. Let's move north of the river. Bring our dream of living near the beach closer. Then we had planned, right? Five consecutive failed bids on five consecutive houses later. Nothing. Can't get north of the river. Okay, considering it's six weeks away from us having to move out of our house, let's revisit the whole renting thing. Now, remember when I told you guys I was at a wedding and it just so turned out the agent for the one house... The one house we managed to find that would be suitable for us to rent because we've got the three kids, oh. and if we can't move north of the river, then we're going to stay where they can still go to the same school so don't muck around with them too much, right? Mm. She was also there that night. Boom! Schmooze a little bit. Okay, we're good. We've got this house. Oh, fantastic. got the rental. It's yep. so good. Okay, so we got the house, but... The current tenant of that house refused to move out to the point where it had to go to magistrate's court. So we couldn't have that lost place the house, anymore, lost right? The so we house. lost the house. See right you later, six house. Now, so we're at plan G, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we're downsizing. We've bought a place. All right. right. Okay. Just around the corner from our house now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Moving on up. Now, guys. You're in the same area? God, we're in the same area, right? It's okay. It's It's all right. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's moving weekend this weekend, right? Cool. We we literally have like a giant container on our property at this point in time. Now, in the last week, remember how I've told you guys that I swear the house is haunted? Yes. Right? In the last week, I don't think they're happy about us moving out. Last week, the sprinklers have stopped working. We've had a light fitting start to come out of the ceiling. And just this morning, I'm about to leave. And as I go to close the door to get into the garage, I hear boom, run into the ensuite. And the flexi hose that runs the water under the sink to the tap has blown up and the place has started to flood. Oh, amazing. Amazing, right? Now, this morning, we're meant to have the carpets steamed clean. Already done. All right. (laughs) There's that. Rushed out, turned the mains off. To which my wife has had to wake up this morning having to get three kids ready for school. Flanneling. Okay. The flanneling's back. <laughs> well, there's no flanneling. There's no water. No, right. Now, back to the new place for a moment. Settling the place has been its own bloody saga because it was meant to settle at the beginning of the week. But one 
bloody signature of a lawyer no one can get a hold of is holding it back. So we're not going to settle before we move out. So remember how we all joked about us having to move into mum and dad's? Well, guess what? Next week we move into mum and dad's. Hey! <laughs> really? Oh, what a roundabout way of getting there. Oh, my God. If somebody had told me it would take this to move into mum and dad's, would have done it six months yeah, ago. totally. <laughs> so there we go. And your washing would be done. <laughs> oh, wow. But we're okay, guys. We're alive and everybody's healthy. I mean, yeah, we, we would love to help you move on the weekend, thing. but I think Matt and I have... Have you got a thing, Matt? I think I've got a thing. Yeah, yeah I've, got, I've got a couple yeah, of things. Yeah, we've got yeah, a thing. Yeah. Enjoy your things, mate. Yeah. Enjoy your things. I'm a little um, self-conscious this morning. Uh, I have actually put on underarm deodorant, which is not necessarily a norm for me. I don't always use it. No, and he doesn't smell, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, really? Oh, good. You're the only person I've met that it blew my mind when you told me you don't really wear deodorant because you've never stunk. Oh, I can. Come over here and have a whip of this. No, but, Stick your head in uh, this pit. <laughs> but we, I, I am feeling self-conscious because our shower's broken. Fixed, but we had to let the stuff dry so we couldn't use it. Oh, right? a few days of no shower. A few days of no shower. But what it reminds me, so, so Steffi D's like, I want to have a shower. And I'm like, well, we can't. <laughs> and, and you know, I was like trying to find options. I said, well, you, I, you could come into work with me, I guess. Or, you know, we go to Uncle Carl's or whatever. And she goes, but what, what are we going to do? Like, what, you know, flipping out. How, how do we? And I said, well, we're going to go old school. We're going to go back to wartime and have a good old flannelling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, flannel. The old flannelling. Yeah. You know, armpits, you know, the areas that count. Yep. Uh, A bit of warm, soapy water in a basin. So I Dunsky. did you as you take the flannel away? Yes, is there discoloring? Like that's the thing that would freak me out when it comes to that. Because with a shower, you know, whatever dirt and grime and muck you've got on you goes right. With sure. A, with a flannel, yes. As you sort of go around the body and pull the flannel away, you see everything. Oh, it's a fair I mean, question. Look, it, that is true. But yeah. I mean, you'd like to think anyway that while Matt knew that they didn't have a functioning mm. shower for three days, that he held back on doing the gardening, for example, <laughs> or like yeah. things where you would be proper. <laughs> Filthy, or like, let's hit the gym for a two-hour session. And we're not like, you know, the Irish family in Angela's Ashes. We do change the water before the next person uses it. Like, you know, things are not that dire. Guys, I'm not really one for, I don't do much on socials. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok. I'm kind of out of the game with that stuff. That's why you never married Harry, because he couldn't find you on Instagram. There were so many opportunities outside of that. Um, but, you know, I, I did accidentally get involved in a Twitter war yesterday. Did you? War? Yeah, well, it's really surprising for me because I wouldn't normally jump. I, I'm not interested in going online trying to change the opinions of people who you know aren't open to a sure, conversation. Sure. So I wouldn't normally get involved. It's just that someone jumped on and said, how did Toblerone become, which is the worst, grittiest, yuckiest chocolate bar, managed to market their way into being some kind of Christmas tradition. Okay. And I thought, you're on the money there, Matt Bevan. Yeah. But I said to him, the most shocking part of this tweet is that we all know Ferrero Rocher is the worst chocolate, not Toblerone. And, well... Everybody's yeah. weighed in. Yeah. Got a lot of support, though. Heaps of support of people saying, oh, yeah, forgot about how awful Ferrero Rocher is. It's kind of the gift that you get. This is Ange, who really gets it, said, yeah. 
Yeah, getting a box of Ferrero Rocher is akin to that person saying, you're not that important and I didn't get you anything better or more expensive, so I got you these. And I was like, oh, that is exactly what that chocolate feels like. Ferrero Rocher. That sounds hard. Uh, the worst. Wonderful. They are. What's Ange's handle? I need I, to type something I to I had it. to give away. When I was Dear a high school teacher, Ange. every kid gave you Ferrero Rochers, which is a very sweet thing. You're not expecting a gift. You don't have to get a gift for I'm your so, teachers. Oh. But I had to re-gift those suckers all Christmas because they are so gross. I'm not going to mention the brand, but there are other types of chocolates that one can get that are far worse than Ferrero Rocher. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you the tip because I've eaten them. They are just <laughs> not a good chocolate. Toblerone definitely better than Ferrero. Ferrero Rocher's have everything. They've got chocolate. They've got it's a little a little like nut in the middle. They've got the nuts on the outside. There's a like, lot of nuts. You know, it tastes groups. like it yes. tastes like yeah. the cheapest version of Nutella that you could get. I reckon. Oh, How dare you? <laughs> no more barchies for you, young lady. Oh, barchie, get in line. What is they your can go directly <gasps> below Ferrero. Don't you even dare! No, now you're getting now you're getting culturally insensitive because at every <laughs> Italian gathering, barchies yeah. get handed around. Yeah? Tell me you how have... you feel about a panettone. Oh, Robbie. Get her out of here before something happens. I'm being removed. And also, it's panettone, not panettone. <laughs> but even saying it right doesn't make it moist. Oh, you <laughs> both of you. Out, out, out. That was Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Swim warmer for longer. Next 94.5.